Deep in the night, your heart fills with dread Probably a murderer who wants you dead It could be a ghost, a demon or worse Perhaps you're the victim of a witch's curse It's hopeless, you're doomed, you'd call a priest if you could You'd rather just listen to who? Sinisterhood I'm gonna kill you Well... 2023 is coming to a close, but what a year we have had here at Sinisterhood. Thank you, everybody listening, for being with us this past year. It's been a good year. It's, I mean, like all years, everyone always says, I can't wait for this year to be over. Well, it, they always are, because every year <laughs> we have a new one. I like to think, though, that as much bad things that happen in a year, we try and focus on the positive things that have happened, which is why we're bringing you some of our favorite moments that have happened over on Patreon over the course of this year. Yes, these have not been released in the feed as a best of yet. So even if you've listened to the previous best ofs, this is all new stuff if you're not over on our Patreon. And some of these, especially the very first one, lives rent-free in my head and has for since we covered it. So we we had a wild year on Patreon. Yes. Uh, we always have so much fun over on Patreon. And one of my most fun things is when we do bonus content and then just so many comments, especially if it's an unpopular opinion mm-hmm. or a confession or something like that, just the conversations that spark after that. It's like a whole sub bonus content within the comments of a bonus content post. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's like during the Q&As when people in the chat, like, we think it's going to go one way, but everybody in the chat is, we're like, oh, no, no, let's talk about that now. Like, that's Mm -hmm. what we want to talk about. So that is what makes uh, this community great is the people in it. And that's all of you. So thank you if you've uh, joined a QA and a or chimed in on one of the bonus contents in the comments or been a member of the Facebook group. We thank you because that those are our internet safe spaces. (laughs) Right? For sure. Sure. We couldn't do this show without everyone over on Patreon and all of you that listen to the free episodes as well. Downloads count just as much as people over on Patreon count as well. So thank you to everyone who has listened to the show, shared it with a friend, coworker, family member, dragged somebody along to a live show and then emailed us and said, I made my husband come and now he's singing your theme song. We love hearing all of that kind of stuff. This was the first year that Ella got to participate in the making of an episode. And for Christmas, I gave her a stuffed Flatwoods monster plushie and a gigapet that's cryptid themed. You start off as Bigfoot and then you can earn mothman and nessie and other cryptids as you level up and stuff so and she's been carrying around her flatwoods monster for the past two days it's i gotta in the show notes for this i'll post the link to the person i ordered it from off etsy it's so well made and even ella goes is this handmade (laughs) said it is yeah you can tell how someone stitched it together but it's so well done so i'll post the person's link because we got to give that that store shout out 
For sure. She is. Ella is our beloved junior researcher, and I'm sure that is not the last episode she'll help us on. So thanks to everybody for the wonderful feedback. And we've we've been kicking around a, a design with her Flatwoods Monster art on it. So that will be launching hopefully here in 2024. But 2023, we launched a lot of stuff, including video episodes on our YouTube channel. Thank you so much to everybody that's gone over there and subscribed and checked out Hallmark After Dark on YouTube as well. Oh. If you, yeah, if you haven't, that's <laughs> what a totally a fun free. time that was. <laughs> we usually would do Hallmark After Dark on Crowdcast on Patreon, but we wanted to have everybody join. So if you still want to, if you need to get your Hallmark movie fix, maybe recommend Holiday Switch, turn it on and syncing it up with our free Hallmark After Dark movie roasting live stream on our YouTube channel. And that's where all of our Freaky Friday guest interviews are. And starting with our last stop Larima episode, we have video episodes now. So you can see us, all the faces we make and the reactions we have to <laughs> each other, uh, especially during those Twin Flames episodes. There's a lot of eye roll and Oof. like that faces. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, and thank you to Paris for all of the video content that we've been able to provide because of his expertise. So oh, yes. And thank you to Tommy oh, for all sweet the Tommy. editing, support, troubleshooting, laughs, leader of the Hail the Bell Hell yeah. Group, cult, <laughs> family. I don't know what they call themselves now. <laughs> if you've got your Live Moss Crocs and you're willing to get a $5 craving box, you can be a member of Hail the Bell. <laughs> Hail. Uh, but Tommy actually helped curate this. I don't say help. He pretty much curated this whole lineup of clips today. <laughs> so I hope you all listen and uh, find it as joyful as I, I think he did when he was pulling them. That's the fun part of working with fun, funny people is uh, we get to send fun, funny stuff out to you all. And uh, we appreciate y'all being here. Thank you all so much. We hope everyone's had a happy, healthy, safe holiday season and happy new year. All right. Well, this one's not so much a mystery. It's just a true off my chest. And uh, it's titled, My Wife's Obsession is Driving Me Crazy. (laughs) We just said it's bad to keep secrets. Perhaps some secrets are best left (laughs) kept. (laughs) Professional Comb writes, My wife is obsessed with JFK. Yes. (laughs) Is this Paris? Did Paris write this? (laughs) You tell me after I finish reading it. Yes. John F. Kennedy, the 35th president of the United States. He's her, quote, number one crush. Oh. She's in her 30s. She's Uh obsessed with the entire Kennedy family. I probably know more information about the Kennedy family than I do about my own family just from hearing her talk about them. All the time and overhearing her watch and rewatch every Kennedy related documentary and movie that's ever been produced. Seriously, she's seen every single one and is always moping about how she's seen every Kennedy related thing ever made and she wishes there was something she hasn't seen yet. If I ever accidentally mention that I haven't seen a particular Kennedy film or documentary, she's like, great, we're turning it on right now. Then she gives her own commentary over Mm. the top of the whole Mm. thing. Mm -mm. The top man in her life is JFK. (laughs) She has a framed picture of him on her vanity in our bedroom, so he watches us all the time. He is her phone background, too. No pictures of me anywhere. She even talks to the picture sometimes. Oh. We have a framed picture of the Kennedy family on our mantle. Oh, my God. This yes. can't be real. The what? mantle in our living room that everyone sees. But it was a gift from her sister, so it must be displayed. Last year for Christmas, she asked for these Kennedy-related Christmas ornaments. I did buy her one that she really wanted. 
Towards the end of Christmas, I could tell she was getting a bit sad that I apparently hadn't listened to her heavy hints and bought her this ornament. Her Christmas was thankfully saved when I produced the ornament at the end of the night. Over half of her presents from everyone were Kennedy-related. She openly tells me, in detail, about her sexual fantasies (laughs) involving JFK. Oh my god. (laughs) He's the main person she fantasizes about. If she doesn't seem very into having sex with me, her actual husband, all I have to do is put on my JFK voice. (laughs) I've perfected it, and she'll usually cave. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't like that. I did have to put my foot down when she started talking about doing me with a back brace on. Too bizarre. I'm just not into role-playing like that. Why would I marry her when her heart clearly belongs to a man who has been dead for 60 years? (laughs) This all didn't come out in full color right away. When she did start mentioning her crush on him, it wasn't concerning. Whatever. He was a stylish guy. He had great hair. It wasn't the craziest thing I'd ever heard. She told me tonight that her list of favorite men is JFK, JFK Jr., a very close second to his father in her book, and she's taken up a bunch of hobbies inspired by him, thankfully not flying planes yet, and Bobby Kennedy, Sr. Thankfully, she does not care for Jr. at all. And then me. I'm fourth behind three dead men. Oh, man. (laughs) Her vibrators are all named after those guys. Shut up. (laughs) Her dog is named Jackie O. Now she's planning out a Kennedy tribute baby name. Her engagement ring just had to be from the same jeweler as Jackie Kennedy's ring. Done. God. I did that for her, and I still can't rise above Bobby Kennedy to be at number three at the very least. (laughs) If she buys me one more thing that is something that JFK wore, I don't know what I'll do. Well, probably I'll wear it or I'll use it because it makes her happy. (laughs) My wife is relatively normal in most other ways. She's attractive, has a good career, although I know she slipped about her Kennedy obsession at work in a few moments of weakness, and I'm scared to know just how detailed she got. Oh, no. She also told me she's masturbated secretly at work a few times and will just sit and stare at pictures of these men. Sure, she loves every salacious sexual detail that comes out about JFK and has to tell me about it, which seems to be the only thing that ever gets her excited. And the more dirty details she finds out, the more affairs she finds out about, the more she wants to do him. But if I just look in the direction of another woman, all hell rains down. It's fine. I'm fine. I don't know why I'm sharing this with the internet right now. It's so ridiculous. She's in the shower fantasizing about him right now. (laughs) She told me that's what she was going to do. She said... She told me I should be glad all my competition is dead. Damn. I, I, I'm going to treat this like it's not a troll. Indeed. It's hard for me to imagine that this is real. But there are a few things in there. The back it's, brace kind of, that, that may be a little too much. <laughs> right. People said this can't be true. And the OP commented, as I sit in our bed typing this, she has a Kennedy documentary playing. It's completely true. But I understand that while it drives me crazy, sometimes I'm posting this as a way to sort of laugh at myself for putting up with it and indulging her. I just don't know what else to do. There's a thing as being interested in something, perhaps like a hobby, and then there's obsession. Yes, yes. And this is obsession. I yeah. mean, if you're having to masturbate at work to the picture of JFK to get you through the day or, oh, 
asking your husband to like, it's, it would, for me, it would be like, well, I'm not the most important person in your life. So, uh, I don't think we should be together because right. what are you talking about? Three dead men. Why JFK? It's odd. It's really strange, that fixation. But you're right. It's not even, you know, her going, oh, your competition is dead. No, it's not. It's actually, he's immortal because she can look yeah. at him, think about him, talk to him. There's like you, the OP said, there's so much material on him. She can just sit there and watch documentaries and listen to speeches and all this stuff. There's so much to it. And maybe that helps like feed the obsession. But yeah, I mean, even if she's not physically cheating, if she's distracting her brain from your relationship such that it's creating a wedge. Like, yeah, it's an, it's emotionally weird. And if you ever have kids, Jesus H. Christ. Little Jackie and little Bobby <laughs> the third. Well, you named your dildos after him? What do you think they're called? RFK tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you got JFK, you got JFK Jr. That's a small one. That's like a we bullet. Yeah, I was going to say, JFK Jr. is a bullet. Uh, regular JFK is like a Hitachi. It's like the oldest kind. Like a huge, it plugs in. It plugs into the wall. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, yeah, RFK is one that shorts out. It's like doesn't last that long. And, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But someone said, at least you can see someone killing him whenever you feel jealous. God! <laughs> one of the OP said, she once had a bad dream featuring his autopsy photos, and she couldn't look at his face for the whole entire month. So she's obsessed with all parts of him except the biggest part, which would be his assassination. Yeah, it sounds like that that upsets her. She hates Lyndon Bay Johnson the most is what OP says. She's really, I guess she thinks she faults him for it. Does does it say this person's age? Let's see. It does not. Oh, she's in her 30s. So she wasn't even alive when he was alive. No, no, not at all. It says she's Irish Catholic. I'm okay, reading that, the comments. That was going to be my next question. Yeah, I said, I can't really think of, um, he said, uh, I can't keep track of everything she's read and watched. I guess she's just doing it all the time. It's obsession and a kink. She yeah. says, the OP says, she'll go through times where she'll say stuff like, I'm sorry, I won't talk about JFK anymore. But then she only lasts about two days. This has been That's going so on. That's so obnoxious. I would, I, I would be so annoyed. I'd have to leave. He says the sex is great. <laughs> well, yeah, because she's thinking about fucking a president. I mean, you got to g- be good if you're trying to get in with the presidents. I guess that's true. The Mr. Oval president. Office. Uh, the OP says this has been going on in some way, shape, or form since 1999 when she was a kid. Strange. Certainly strange. I feel like there's some stuff to unpack with a therapist about all of that. You're right. That's crazy. He says on here, she doesn't focus on the assassination at all. <laughs> she doesn't. Which is the uh, the <laughs> thing only anybody cares about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he says she's so not strange. a QAnon freak. She's not, he said she's not boring, that she's wonderful. She's a, like, like you said, she's great. Other than this is just like, like weird. Like it's well, just, she's not boring. Cause she can spout yeah. off any fact about the 35th president. I mean, I, I'm going to say he can say she's not weird all he wants, but that mm-hmm. is not true. <laughs> this is a weird, <laughs> this is a weird attribute to have for sure. 
Yeah, and they talk about their kids. He said that she's trying to plan Kennedy-related names, but she's on the fence about the actual name Kennedy, but it is in contention. So, yeah, like you said, when you have kids, are you going to have to explain to them, well, mommy and daddy are married, and mommy also loves the 35th <laughs> president, John F. Kennedy. It's like, what? He said, "It's I, will, I say to people, OP wrote in a comment, I say that it's me, my wife, and JFK in our marriage. And he said, JFK Jr. and Bobby are her affair partners. This is so strange. One of the strangest things I've heard of late. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I wonder what the fascination is. Honestly, I was just going to talk about the tampons. But when I clicked off my chest to look at other stuff, this popped up. And I was like, we got to talk about this. This My mom's family or my mom's mom was, you know, very affected by the assassination because she was Irish Catholic. And it was like the first president that represented that community but that was like being upset because he was killed yes yeah, i mean my mom was upset because she was in dallas as a kid at the time and she said she was like remembers where she was i mean it's that's one thing to be maybe even not really fixated but affected by it but yeah. yeah to have like your day-to-day <laughs> like you're just sitting at yeah. work typing along and you're like god i'm feeling kind of horny for jfk right now i better Go get my picture. And I mean, that's so, ugh, that's bizarre. It's a bizarre, it is a kink and an obsession. And if it's bothering you so much, you got to write about it on Reddit, then I yeah. mean, it seems like it's, you know, there's only room for two in that marriage. And I don't think it's you, buddy. <laughs> I think it's her like and JFK. I was going to say, and that's the thing about off my chest is he's like, I just wanted to tell people like, I'm going to live like this. This is my life. But I just felt like I wanted to like, nobody around me knows the extent to which this is serious. But my thing is how many people in the world are this into Kennedy? And couldn't you narrow it down? If you personally knew this lady, like, wait, I have a friend who has a mm-hmm. framed picture of the Kennedys on the mantle that her sister gave her. Now you all of a sudden know that she's like, oh, Bobby's, <laughs> you know, while she's like on her lunch break or whatever. Or but, she wants her husband to wear a back brace. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a weird one. That's a weird one for me. <laughs> It'd also be weird. It ha- it'd be hard to have sex with a back brace on, right? I would think it would rub up against something at least. It's for him, it would be, yeah. I imagine, very un uncomfortable yeah it's not comfortable at all it would be upsetting to me if i knew that tommy fantasized about regularly and told me in detail his his fantasies and that he would do stuff at work to these people that would that would bother me i would not be okay with all that Right, especially because it's even if it was a fantasy person or a real person, you know what I mean? Like, we, I'm sure our brains all kind of drift from time to time, but to be repeatedly over and over and over again fixated on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said it got it's gotten really worse in the last five years and that every it kind of ebbs and flows and that he'll get a text that says, I'm falling down another Kennedy rabbit hole. And he's like, uh-oh. How many are there? Hasn't every – why nothing has come out new is because we all know it all. So yeah. there's not until until the vaults are open and LBJ admits he did it. Like we're not going to have any new information, back. really. Yeah, I wonder how many times she's watched that freaking uh, the who directed the one that was filmed, the big one. Oh, Oliver Stone. Yeah, I wonder how many times she's yes, watched that. Um, uh, he's left a lot of comments. He's very responsive, and yeah, I mean she's seen everything over and over. If he mentions all that stuff, but it. Uh, 
my question is, it says that she has a job that she excels at. There's just like no way that her colleagues don't know. Oh, no, there's yeah. no way. There, I mean, if, the, if this is this much of your personality, I imagine most people that talk to you for more than 30 minutes probably yeah. hear about it. It's going to come up somehow. Cashiers he, know about it. Right. The barista he, at Starbucks. Knows, everybody knows about this. Like, can I have a, you know, whatever, and she orders it. You know, that's how JFK got his Yeah. Coffee. I'm a bit of an aficionado. They're like, uh, next. <laughs> what but a weird say, thing. It's such a weird thing. He just said, um, at least she's not into QAnon. He said, in all seriousness, that yeah. would be grounds for divorce. If she became a QAnon freak, that would be over for me. She actually was pretty upset. They involved, quote, her guy, JFK Jr. and all of that. So from one JFK expert, JFK Jr. is not involved in QAnon. She can say it. The, a person who has a vibrator called JFK Jr. <laughs> gets to decide whether JFK Jr. is in QAnon. And she said he's not. So he's and, not. And neither is RFK. So that's no. good Good to hear. RFK Jr. Maybe. That guy's a kook. Who knows? Yeah, not, who knows? But, he could be. Yeah, but I. But better. I mean, I am glad that she hasn't slipped into that. But uh, it no. is a weird obsession. And I... With all uh, obsessions, I think too much of anything is is a bad. It gives me the heebie-jeebies. Well, would it make you feel better to know she has a crush on someone else who's alive? To notorious people with whom you and I are quite familiar because we covered their case on the show. Tell me, it's not the Menendez brothers. She it has is. crushes on the Menendez brothers. He said, thankfully, that is nowhere near her Kennedy level of obsession, but she's made me watch every Menendez thing, including a bunch of trial footage. She loves rich preppy guys. That's like her kryptonite. Killed your parents? No big deal. Cheat on your wife in your wife's own bed? No big deal. You're rich and look great in your designer clothes, so she's desperate for you. Sinisterhood will be right back. This is from Kayla. I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> this is you saying that or Kayla That's saying that? That's where I'm saying this one. <laughs> Buckle the fuck up, you guys. Oh, Just, no. She writes, Judging by my boyfriend's view on my weird opinion, I'd say it's unpopular. But I have to admit, I prefer eating queso cold. That's <gasps> right. That's right. Right out of the jar that it came in, right out of the fridge. I think that the cold balances out the heat of the queso, and I prefer it that way. And then she added a grinning emoji that, because of what she wrote, it to me, I interpreted it as, as like, wild-eyed emoji. Because the idea. <laughs> a bit aggressive. Yes, it's like, ah. I, is that the end? That's the end of it. I got to say, this is an unpopular opinion. However... If she, if you're talking about Kayla, the Tostitos, like jarred queso that you, the lid off and that, yeah. sometimes that hits right when it is cold. I'm not going to lie. I've done it. I get it. Would it, would it be my, uh, first choice? No, I think I'm going to go heated, but in a, you know, if it's like gotten a little cold on the, in the crock pot or something, I'll still eat it here. I. I have trauma associated with this, and I'm oh, going to share gosh. it. 
When I was a kid, I loved Lunchables. You love Lunchables. I love the mm-hmm. Tostitos. I know exactly what you're talking about. You go to a party, sometimes it's been out for a while, and then you get it, and it's called, I don't eat it. I can't take it. Because when I was a kid, I loved Lunchables, and they had the nachos Lunchables that you have, like the salsa, and then the queso, and then the little tiny chips. And I remember as a kid, I would like beg my mom to get it for me, and I would eat them at home, in which case I would microwave the queso in the little thing. I would like scoop it out. Um, after I learned you will melt the whole thing if you put the whole thing in there. And also yeah. it would heat up the salsa. Then I didn't even think about it. And I took one to school and then I had to eat cold queso, room temp queso at school. And it was gross and I hated it. And so ever since then, I just, the coldness, like cold queso makes me want to erp. It's just <laughs> sloppy, disgusting, congealed. It changes it. I can't prove it, but I think it changes the queso on a molecular level and makes it... <laughs> grosser when it is not piping hot i like a piping hot queso i will accept a warm queso but that's why if you're gonna put the bullshit in it like i like queso with all the bullshit in it where you do queso pico sour cream ground beef but i'm not you have a fan of all that only in specific places and specific kinds but it has to be piping hot queso if you're gonna put all that other shit in it because it will take down the temperature it's like fondue i'm not yeah. trying to get cold you're, it's fondant when it comes fondant. to the cold cheese for you. Then it's just cheese dip, which I'll eat cold pimento cheese dip. I love pimento cheese. Not queso, though. Queso is hot. <laughs> I'm talking about Tex-Mex, creamy. You dip your nacho in it. Queso. I get it. I I, I think that that is the traditional way and the per, uh, preferred way for most to eat it. I will say, Kayla, I've done it. And specifically the Tostitos one, if you just get a chip, you pop that top and you get a little dip out the jar, it ain't that bad. So I I agree this is unpopular. I'm not as staunchly against it as Heather. But Heather also has deep-seated trauma that (laughs) that has affected her clearly into her adult life. Um, as I want Kayla to know, though, she's not alone because Tostitos actually the at Tostitos on Twitter in 2020, uh, 11, 20, 2020, mark the date, texted eating cold salsa con queso straight from the jar is a thing you should not be ashamed of doing. Wow. So it must be something that enough people are doing that they're saying, hey, it's okay. Tostitos has uh, 97,000 followers. 34 Let's people get that like to 100 you guys everybody go follow Tostitos <laughs> right, follow now. right now uh <laughs> they only uh only 34 people liked it though so oh. out of 97,000 and one person commented glad I'm not the only one and then someone just else just asked when will they make a flaming hot salsa con queso it will sell well I just want to be a consultant on that team <laughs> well Kayla you're not alone it clearly statistics show that you are in the unpopular. unpopular opinion minority. However, there's strength in numbers, you know, find your people. You need to go join Tostitos and then go like that post and see who else. Maybe they got some cold queso tips for you. They might have some. The uh, My wor- warning would be if you're doing Tostitos salsa con queso, like the cheesy dip out of the jar, you can make it work with this eating it this way. However, if you try to do Velveeta and Rotel, like when you're making it in a crock pot, you can't eat that shit cold because it re like congeals yeah, and solidifies. No. You'd have to chop it up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it'd be like uh, cubed at that point. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Trying to eat cold Velveeta and Rotel, I mean, nah. it will snap a chip. You have to yeah, use like a no. metal implement. <laughs> 
that's not that's not the move. But the the one out of the jar, the Tostitos one, I think that can be eaten cold. I've done it and I like it. I'm gonna agree. Rotel in a crock pot, you gotta reheat it. You have to. You gotta leave it's, that crock it's pot a, going. It's, a, it's not even queso. It's become something different. Yeah, it's it, at one point it's gonna start talking to you and grow legs. If you play Jackie <laughs> Wilson next to it, it'll start like shaking, <laughs> like fucking Ghostbuster style. Well, Kayla. Your opinion is unpopular with me, I will say, uh, and heinous. So uh. I, I am gonna <laughs> say I do think it's unpopular in uh, with society, but I have done it and I get it, and I think that you need to be the thirty eighth person to go like that post. <laughs> find find your people. Tostitos will appreciate it. Well, thank you, <laughs> Kayla. We appreciate you for uh, sending that in. So, thank you, Natasha, <laughs> Ashley, <laughs> Fuck, Mary Kill, Applebee's, Chili's, or TGI Fridays. Oh, fuck. Okay. I got to think about uh, it. Okay. We have to really take a look. Okay, I have it. I oh, have God, it. it's so easy. I want to look something up about Chili's really quick. <laughs> what are you looking up? I'm not gonna going to tell you. to change your answer. <laughs> I just they know. do have bottomless salsa. Presidente Margarita? Oh, I do love the Presidente Margarita. So we're FMKing. Oh, I know mine. Do you want me to tell you or wait for you? I don't want to. No, I know it. I know what I have. I know it. Okay. I am fucking TGI Fridays because TGI Fridays, it's always Friday. It's always a good time. It's always party mode. I'm marrying Chili's because I feel like it's the most uh, consistent in their averageness and i'm killing applebee's because that place sucks and i've hated it since the first i've gone there like twice and it's just i hate it okay applebee's as a restaurant does suck i'm gonna choose to fuck it though because i was anthropomorphizing <laughs> the brand based on their slogans which is what i had to look up for oh. and applebee's is eating good in the neighborhood okay. so i'm gonna well, fuck applebee's shit. we all have our different ways of applebee's Eating good in the neighborhood. Oh, I'm the neighborhood. Okay. <laughs> and then for Chili's, I thought it would be, it's a very like live, laugh, love. Like no place else. Fun, fresh, flavorful. Like you said, it's great. I, it's I'll, marry, that's I'll marry it. it. And I love the Presidente Margarita. I love the Skillet Queso. And I'll kill TGI Fridays because every there? time uh, in here, it's always Friday. And I like variety in my life. Sometimes I'm feeling a Tuesday afternoon. I, feel I don't have to like, go like it's Friday all what the time. If, but Friday can be anything. Friday's a Friday, state of mind. Friday, you're in love. Friday's a state of mind. Uh, um, but eating good in the neighborhood is good. That's a good one. Sorry, making compelling. But you're argument. not wrong that Applebee's sucks shit as a restaurant. It's a great punchline in an improv scene. <laughs> Honestly, or to be like, hey, welcome to Applebee's. People what like can it. I get you every time? It gets a laugh. People laugh every time. But it uh, sucks shit as a restaurant. It sucks. Yeah. It's all, it's a punchline. Oh, man. I'm sure it was another thing that was a fan blowing. <laughs> I forgot about the fan. I feel Eating good, though. good in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all for not logging off. All right. <laughs> the Chili's logo, kind of phallic. Also, yeah. I pass by I one too. quite often in Costa Linda, and it's just this giant, Pepper. And the two on the Chili's two, those two O's. Oh, boobies. It's got everything. Or balls. Or anything you want. Whatever you want. Chili's is beautiful. All right. <laughs> done answering. Thank you, Ashley.
Well, you mentioned that this last one was a sticky situation, or the, the second one that we just did was a sticky situation, and that is perfect for our final case on the docket. Uh-oh. Devin writes to us, and she has the case of the secondhand soap. Oh, my gosh. We were just talking about this recently. Devin writes, I have a moral quandary that I need Judge Christie's final decision on. I did a Twitter poll on this and got a 60-40 final result, and that simply does not settle the matter for me. I've asked those around me what their thoughts are, but there's never been an argument that fully convinced me one way or another. This is the issue. Would you use a bar of soap that other people, strangers, had used if you didn't have your own soap but needed to get clean? Is a bar of soap inherently already clean, or would that be gross because someone else used it? Both sides of this debate make sense to me, so I need your help to settle my troubled soul. Thank you in advance for your ruling, Your Honor. So, Your Honor, Devin is seeking a a ruling on the nature of soap. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Devin, this is timely because I was just saying to Heather the other day that I I don't do bar soap. It grosses me out, even in my own shower. (laughs) <laughs> I could be the only one using it, and I don't want to use it. There, I don't like the buildup on it. I don't like the shit that gets like on the soap dish or whatever you're keeping it in. I don't like the look of it. So I am a body wash type of gal. Now, if you're in a situation where you need to, quote, get cleaned up, I think that's on a spectrum. And the soap use, did you just shit all over your hands yeah you're gonna use the stranger's soap probably to get that off and then you throw the soap away (laughs) yeah and then you get rid of the soap did you just uh like pump gas and you're like oh i touched that i'd probably wait you know unless there was like something disgusting on my hands i might try to do sanitizer or just wait until i could get home because there are a few things that gross me out more than bars of soap, especially strangers. This is funny to me because I did not know really until recently that you had such a bar soap aversion. I am like an exclusive bar soap user in the shower. Now to wash our hands like at the sink and everything, we're all liquid soap everywhere yeah, else. Same. But I, because I have really sensitive skin and I have a an allergy to sodium lauryl sulfate, like a foaming agent that's in almost all body washes, I like pretty much can't use body wash if it has this certain, I have to like read the ingredients. And so, and I've just gotten to where I take my loofah and I like rub my soap on my loofah and like we're all fine. But I see what you mean that if like, for instance, when we're on the road and we go to the bathroom at gas stations and truck stops, some smaller places where it's not like a quick trip or a loves or a pilot. Some of the smaller places, they have just like a hotel bar of soap in the bathroom. I'll that's die like first. Smudged. I will never. Brown. I'm it's sorry. Ho- like gray. Yeah, it's horrible. Even in the height of the pandemic, I'm not touching that. Especially in the height of the yeah, pandemic. Yeah, it's not happening. Like, it's just not. But I, I don't like using the bar soap at hotels even because... They're just slimy, and then you have to put it on the soap dish that a bunch of other people's soap has also touched, which yeah. I can't handle. Yeah, and so I, the question initially that Devin was asking is whether or not you could or should share bars of soap. And according to experts, you shouldn't share it. Bar soap that is makes sanit- sense. 
Yeah, it's sanitary in general, but this article says it's not completely germ-free. There might be germs lurking on your humble bar of soap, but experts say it's okay if they come from you. Like, you're not going to, if you have some type of a bacteria or something, it's not, mm-hmm. it's going to be small. It's like you touch one hand to the other. But if it's somebody else's, especially if it's a stranger's, I would be concerned about putting that in any nooks or crannies. I have one word. Hair. That too. Yeah, when you see a hair on a bar of soap, Mm-mm. you have to Mm-mm. throw it directly in the trash. You but throw it as far as you can away from you in any direction and run the other way. Well, you, yeah, because you don't want to know. It doesn't matter what part of the body the hair is no. from. It's there. And it's I there. It. And how are you going to get it off? And I don't even like in my own shower seeing my own hair. I'm very... um I got a lot of like tactile and visual things like I don't dirty water, like any kind of thing with like water and stuff and in showers and it just creeps me out like standing water. If they're, you know, I don't even like taking showers in hotels because I don't like standing on the thing. And a lot of times I'll wear like shoes. Yeah. So um, I'm probably more sensitive than a lot of people to this. But my vote is no don't use a stranger's soap unless, like I said, you have got like you accidentally hit a deer and you had to get out and carry it to your car and you're covered in deer blood and guts. And then you stop at a gas station. Maybe you use something to wipe yourself off. But it has to be an extreme situation to use a stranger's bar of soap. And even then, I still might not do it. In a public one. Well, I want to share one small thing with you about the microbiology of soap because I did not know this. Because I was thinking if I'm in a public place and I do have to like wash my hand with a bar of soap, I would be like, oh, I'll just barely touch like the edge that looks untouched and maybe try to get that there. But I did not know that the whole way that soap works is that there's specific compounds in the bar of soap called surfactants that Mm. work to physically remove germs and debris as soon as you add water. So rubbing the bar of soap until it foams up will wash everything away because you want that foaming, you want that surfactant. And it says like if it has antibacterial, that means there's also chemicals. But the CDC says you don't need actually to seek out antibacterial soap because it doesn't really have health benefits. The plain soap gets rid of those germs by the foaming agent, the foaming action. Mm -hmm. But they do say, you know, if you have an open cut or something (laughs) or athlete, anything Uh. like that, they said if you're immunocompromised or have any issues that you would have a higher risk of infection. But that also could be from your, your own flora and microbes on your own skin. But that's interesting to uh, that I didn't know that what I was actually doing is probably the least sanitary thing. If I touch the bar of soap and don't actually foam it, I might as well just not touch anything and hand sanitize it. But mm-hmm. if I really wanted to get rid of the soap, it sounds like look at the bar of soap you put under the water and you've got to really foam it. And then the foam and then is that what means gets you're it. really getting in there and you're really having to touch it. And seeing a bar of soap that has all those little foam bubbles dried on it. Yeah. And then like it's the the, it's like cracked and like coming apart because it's so old, you know, the soap. No. Carry your own sanitizer or little thing of soap with you. That's probably the best thing you could we could all do. Paris keeps a little hand sandy, and I know they make those camping. It looks like those mint breath strips, the little flat, thin strips you could put on your tongue mm-hmm. for mint, but they make hand soap, dish soap, wa- like laundry soap and shampoo, and they're like the size of like a Tic Tac, like smaller than the size of a Tic Tac container, and it has these little strips in it, and you could put that in the palm of your hand with water and just like lather oh, your hands up. Oh, that's nice. So it's one little strip of it. But if you do use bar soap, they say wet the soap, 
Lather for at least 15 seconds. Apply the soap directly to your body instead of using a washcloth or a Uh-oh, loofah. You're going to have to change up what you're doing. I'm having to change everything. I'm learning right now. And it <laughs> says, if you are a staunch washcloth advocate, my husband, consider using a clean, dry washcloth every time you shower. So I guess like use one. Yeah, that grosses me out too. And that's the thing that is a constant issue in our house because of children. Mm. Because we, you know, they use a washcloth. And then it just gets left in the tub and gets like, you know, Harder. dried and hard. And I um, I am a one and done washcloth. Oh, yeah. We, one and done. It's use it. used once. And then it, I don't like them to stay in the bathtub and get reused. I don't use washcloths myself, but I use them for the kids because it's just yeah. easier. Yeah. Well, you can, if you use a loofah, it says you can toss your loofah into the washing machine. Oh, I didn't know that. On a regular basis. I feel guilty because I throw them away after however many days. It's like 30 days or whatever. You're supposed to throw them away. And then aim to keep your bar soap dry between uses, which I'll also have to do because I have just like a soap holder that I put it on the edge where, you know, there's like a hole underneath. I guess it was a handle, but it's so hard up. Well, anyway, yada, yada, you yada. You know what you got to use? I'm going to up my game. When we, one of our kitsch orders, we got a soap stand for the yes, shampoo I do bars that. and it drains you could use that like you got to get something that. that drains yes it says there's something to drain it well Devin, uh it sounds like you, the honorable judge christy is ruling in your favor as yeah. is science or is ruling in the favor of don't be sharing bars of soap no i'm gonna this is if i had a third gavel i'd bang it because that's how <laughs> passionate i am <laughs> i'm so grossed out by bars of soap now i will say I love to look at bars of soap and I love a good bar of soap, like a pretty bar of soap. Yeah. And I will like keep them wrapped in a guest bath, you know, (laughs) like I'll do that. And maybe like if a guest wants to unwrap one and use it for the first time, then they can. And then after they leave, I'll toss it in the trash. (laughs) But that's, I do, I do enjoy that. So, uh, but as far as like using a stranger's bar of soap, unless it is the utmost emergency no absolutely not double gavel so it is written and it is now law mm-hmm. well thank you for your benevolent rulings today your honor i appreciate it you're welcome everyone um get your palms ready because we're gonna be squirting some hand sanny <laughs> in as you leave the courtroom today <laughs> just yes, rub everyone those right together get your purell on the way out Sinisterhood, we'll be right back. Oh, next one. Michaela has asked, fuck, Mary kill. Oh, I know. Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Here's where I'm, I am, oh, hold on. Oh, she was so ready, and then she no, back. Just, oh. I'm fucking Christmas, I'm marrying Halloween, and I'm killing Thanksgiving. I knew you were going to kill Thanksgiving. I'm going to, and I'll tell you why. You tell me your, my reasoning, because I want Halloween year round. And that's what a marriage is. A fuck could be one time. Dang. So I'm, I'm okay to have Christmas. It could be the best Christmas of your life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then it's done. But I got to have Halloween more than one. Yeah. If, Um, If I can choose between having one 
year round, I'm going to go Halloween. I like that. That's what it is. It's just consideration of like, (laughs) well, it's marriage. It's every day. And I'm committed to Halloween. We're going to be happy together. I will. um, I'm not joining you as a thruple with Halloween. I'm going to fuck Halloween. Sorry. (laughs) I'm going to marry Christmas and then I'm going to kill also kill Thanksgiving. It's fine. I like it. I like my family. I like the food. I'm glad we do it. But if it was like, hey, we got to switch days or like we got to bring different food, I'd be fine with that, too. Yeah, I'd be okay. They can pluck um, it right out and I think I'd live. Yeah, certainly. Because um, you get Christmas so close. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and of course, there's people that don't celebrate Christmas that maybe celebrate Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but like for me personally, it's like they're so close. That mm-hmm. it honestly, might be a bit of a relief. But at the same time. There is a vibe about it because the Cowboys always play. Yeah. So that's always a big deal for us. And then the fall weather. You know what? I don't want it plucked out. I take it back, universe. It's Please fine. keep it. I just could. I'm going to kill it in this situation. You're in this situation. Letty made a good point. Thanksgiving is the appetizer for Christmas. Because I do it remember is. that as a kid. I'd be like, oh, my God, we got to see everyone. Maybe I can see them again. That's how, like, we didn't it's really like see a little teaser. And, like, you much. usually have, or we always, like, have very similar food. And then... A while ago, it switched to where it was, like, different types of food. Like, it was brisket and stuff for Christmas because we're all, like, we just all had this food. Like, yeah, I don't need another ago. ham. Yeah, or a turkey or something. Like, mm. that's a lot. So Yeah, we do more, like, a sit-down, like, turkey dressing, stuffing at Thanksgiving. And then mm. Christmas Eve has always been kind of, like, finger foods. Like, everyone fun. brings a dip kind of thing. So, it's always a fun, like. I could also do without the stress of Christmas. Um. Not going to lie. It is a lot. I, uh, uh, even with children, I'm like, oh, man, wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> Rachel said, why do you all have a turkey-based festivity twice in six weeks? I know. Great question. We don't know. Great question. <laughs> well, it's all made up. That's true, too. Uh, literally, probably, there's, like, a capitalism reason why. They're like, well, we needed to start selling things then, so yeah, that's why I we mean, did. Yeah, I mean, that's why Valentine's Day was invented. It's all made up. Uh, all right. Well, but we love it. Oh, man. I, Michaela asks, asking the tough questions, real or fake Christmas tree? I've never personally myself, well, I've had a tiny real one, but not like a, we have a artificial big one, but I am pro real because that is what we always had growing up. And it's just like, I love the smell of it. We also usually have flocked trees. Okay. So just like, it was all, it always like, what's it blocked? Where they like spray it with shit that looks oh, like snow shit. on it. You live the dream. <laughs> so whenever we would go to the Christmas tree place and like pick it out and then it would get flocked and then take it home. It was always like a fun experience. It's so fancy cool. And then um so but they were always real. Mm. So I I think one year, this is my story. My mom always brings up that none of us remember. Is it one year she got a fake tree and we all threw a fit? <laughs> did it again but i perhaps this happened she says it does. she was like you all rioted so i wasn't able to i'm gonna try to react to one of these comments but now i feel like it's not i feel like it was way more common to have real trees back then and now people are like they're a fire hazard and we shouldn't do that they are horrible the chat was like doing something crazy um, i'm gonna leave fast. it off for two seconds while i answer and then hopefully it'll be better uh we always grew up with a fake tree and then Paris always had real trees, though. So our first Christmas together, he was like, we should get a real tree. I remember that. Um, and so we did. It was super fun to, like, pick it out mm-hmm. and everything. But it was also, like, I was like, what do I got to do with this now? It's a whole deal. It the logistics deal. turned into it. And I had already myself had when I my first, like, single Christmas after I'd been in a really long relationship. I, like, went to at home and was like, 
fuck it. I'm going to get I'm doing it. I'm getting the Christmas tree in my dreams. I want to pre-lit. The single Heather Christmas. Single Heather Christmas. <laughs> I mean, I like stuffed my beetle full. SHC. SHC. <laughs> my beetle was jam-packed, like, with a huge, like, tree. I had to put the, ta- like, I. Finally in a good way. Yeah, in a good way. I had filled the cart, and then I got out and was like, oh, yeah, I have a Volkswagen. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I figured it out though, but I I was able to Where get like there's a will there's a will. I crammed it in the back of the beetle. Um, but I still I have that Christmas tree and it's great. It's like I use it once a year, so it's like well kept. Yeah. Um, but I got like a we had storage to get a new bag. One last year. Oh, did you? Because we get the pre lit ones. And yeah. Once yeah. the lights oh, go, they're fucked. That so it like for like two years they like we would be able to kind of replace one and it would work again, but then it finally said it nope. Went out. So we have an artificial one, but I hope, um, I think we should get a real tree soon. Yeah, that'd Maybe be next nice. year we'll have a real one. Just at least, I want them to have it at least like once. Yeah, to see what it's like. Um, well, I can see, oh, look, I think our chat's back. Oh, love it. Perfect. Um, thank you all for uh, sticking with us. Now we can see what you're saying. Uh, yeah, you can, I've seen houses where they have two trees, but that's like a lot where you can like put one in the front window mm-hmm. and one in the back. But um, I haven't even put up one tree yet. Yours looks great, by the thank way. Thank you. I loved it. I love your ornament uh, placement. It's very beautiful. Oh, thank you. I oh. made everyone <laughs> make sure that we were covering all our bases. Yeah, you got to make sure it's like even covered. <laughs> I would be, because at first, all of them were in this much space. The oh, children yeah. were just, and I was like, hey, guys, let's just face it, face out, it out around the tree. Um, but Simon's still, man, he's rearranging some stuff. <laughs> he's got a vision. He he's does. like you. He likes uh, to group the ones that go together. Like, there's a Oogie Boogie and a uh, Jack Skellington, so he likes to put them on the same branch so they can hang out. Oh, yeah, they got to be together. Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, Stephanie asked, when do you put your tree up and take it down? We put ours up earlier than usual, which is usually when we want to do it. Mm-hmm. But um, so we put it up a couple days ago. Yeah. Um, I am. I am a person that has always been like, I'm. We're doing fall, mm-hmm. and then we're switching to Christmas because I really like fall. Yeah, it's cozy, and I like the colors of Leaf. fall. So I like to have fall decorations. And if I put up Christmas like. At the same time, then it doesn't like you're encroaching. Yeah, the it doesn't it doesn't mesh, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's good if you have like Halloween stuff up, then you have a whole month pretty much, or you know, a couple weeks of fall stuff, mm-hmm. and then so you get your your use out of that, mm-hmm. and then also Christmas. We've um like the first year we were together, we put it up like. November 2nd and then last year wow, we put it up like early. December 15th and this year maybe we'll get it this weekend we'll see because <laughs> I got some new ornaments this year I'm very excited about that I want to put them I, all on the tree and I'm going to do an ornament tour because I got some, some brand new ones I um just realized I have to get another tiny tree and I probably will get a real <laughs> one for this because I also have my my horror tree oh yeah and I elected after looking at all of the ornaments, I was like, should I put this on the family tree? And some of them, I'm trying. I'm not trying to give my kids trauma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going in the studio. But I have a lot of really fun uh, cryptid it. ornaments. Remember when we were at that place and I bought yeah. all those? Fuck- I have them, and too. And I dropped my suitcase. I know. so sad. And I had to special order it because it was so cute. Yeah. The bear is Bigfoot. I have a Santar, which is a Santa and a Centaur. Yes. I have a vulture that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all like those big glass ones. Mm-hmm. Krampus, Bigfoot. Yeah. Somebody else. 
have several Krampuses, some big fish. My mom got me a new Oh, I also have a Krampus Christmas tree. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ella was like, do we have to put that on the big tree? (laughs) No, honey. It's Krampus, and the the branch goes through his legs, and and he's he's got a bag of children. Yes, he does. They've got to know. They have to know if they misbehave that Krampus will get them. She asked about Krampus the other day. Um, what she, what does she want to know? I think she said like, I said something about Krampus. She's like, no, I don't want him to put me in a bag where I'm eating a lollipop because that's what they're doing. I was like, you don't need lollipops. In Krampus, you, he'll, you'll, he'll slap the lollipop out of doing? your hand. He will slap doing. it out of your hand. Yeah, I'll put mine up and I'll, uh, I'll take some pictures of my new ornaments because I got some I... good ones. Have one for you. I should have brought it tonight. Oh, it's okay. Well, I also ordered myself one. I'm so excited because a lot of times when I order something, I'm like, I gotta get two of these. Yeah, most of the time, I'm like, well, I gotta get Christy one because she's like, where'd you get that? So it's just like a ready-made gift. I wish I brought it. This would have been a perfect opportunity to present. Could have busted it out. Well, we can bring it out in the December live stream. I'll okay. go get it off the tree. So, uh, well, thank you, Michaela. Well, thank you, Molly, for your three. This very last one is from Litha, and Litha writes, Hey, ladies, here's a quick one. My high school had a beautiful gymnasium that was unfortunately destroyed by a tornado. No one was hurt, and I'm pretty sure this happened over a weekend. We rarely had tornadoes in my hometown, let alone ones that touched down and caused any damage. But this one did. It hit the gymnasium and only the gymnasium. Our school mascot? The tornadoes. Oh, no. It felt personal. People still talk about it to this day. (laughs) (laughs) Love the show, Litha. I just love that it was called The Tornadoes. And The Tornadoes like, get my name out your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Or you got to spin it. Like you said, and you're like, yeah, yeah, we're tornadoes. We're so destructive. We destroyed our own gymnasium. (laughs) We'll take, you see what we did to our own gym? Guess what we're going to do to yours? Well, it wasn't, it didn't say it was in Texas. We do have a team called Tornadoes in Texas, but Texas is very famous for having the most bizarre football and mascot names. Like the tornadoes, there's the buttons. The buttons? Who's that? The Central Catholic Buttons is in San Antonio High School. Like a button on your coat? Bob Benson Buttons. <laughs> so <laughs> his the name of the school is probably that man's name, and they just go by the buttons? No, his name is Bob, ben- Bob Benson. And they're the buttons. They're what the is buttons. their mascot? Just a big button? It's a rattlesnake, and I guess there are buttons inside of a rattlesnake's tail. But I think what? if you have to explain why you're intimidating that you've lost already. <laughs> so a button is a real thing, but you would have to know the anatomy of a rattlesnake to it get requires, the joke. Yeah, I think it requires. Well, um, you've lost everybody. Nobody knows that. <laughs> Not even the people that go to that school know that. Yeah, buttons are the little thing on the bottom, the end of its rattle. It's called a button. You should call yourself the rattlers. Yeah, it's Why easy. are you going by the buttons? Just because you have Bob Benson? No. Nah, Bob, Bob Benson, Benson buttons? Go by the Ooh. Rattlers. That's way cooler. Everybody gets it. You don't have to explain it. Or just transfer schools and you can become a Quero gobbler. If you want to be a fight a gobbler, go- fighting gobbler. That's hey. going to be up next to Skeeters in the sex puns that the kids are going to make fun yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. The amount of times people would go, oh, skeet, 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 <laughs> motherfucker. To the high school students was a lot. I mean, fair enough, though. I would have been right there. I was a yellow jacket. Yeah. So I- nothing too interesting 
Yeah, anything like Yellow Jacket. I was a Jaguar, but when you have in Texas, we have Gobblers. Plowboys is another one. Oh, <laughs> oh no! You have Skeeter. Is the Gobbler and- a turkey? Is that their mascot? They're ready to gobble, baby? Is Let's- it just somebody taking one, deep throating it? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> oh, Quero! It just uh, let me see their logo. I'm zooming in. Yeah, it's a big old turkey. I'm gonna gobble you. <laughs> and then who was the other one you said? Oh, plow boys, baby. Oh, what's that one? Ready? Some boy with a plow. It's exactly what you would imagine. What city is that? The oh mesquite skeeters. We always make these lists. Let me find the plow boys on this list. The plow boys sounds like what the proud boys were before the proud boys. They plowed first, and then they were proud. Well, now they're in jail, so it doesn't matter. A plowboy, Roscoe, Roscoe, Texas, plowboy field, baby. They meet a good old country boy, but I think it also is like a plow, like you push it in the yard. So is their mascot just a a cowboy-looking person? It's like, um, (laughs) looks like he's like standing. Yeah. It's a man standing behind a plow okay, with yeah. a hat and his head down, and he's ready to go forth. Or he's it's a big R pushing a plow, which is not as intimidating. It was just the letter R pushing a plow. Yeah, I, that's uh, that's not my favorite. Yeah, I'm not going to go with plow boys. I think we got to vote on our mascot, and we voted on we because our was a new school, so we all chose jaguars, even though we thought like jaguars like the car. But why oh. would we think that? We are never going to drive one. We got to vote on a mascot in middle school because they were kind of like revamping and rebranding like the sports okay. program, and so we revoted. And I think everybody could like submit. Maybe it was by classes, like as a class you had to come up with one mm-hmm. and then it was narrowed down to like three and in the end the knights won okay knights is okay i mean we were no- i went to all saints so we okay. were like the okay. saints which i don't know why that was changed but then i believe we became the knights so the knights. i don't yeah well, the I'm sure it probably has something to do with rodeo or uh, cowhide or something. But Mason, Texas, has the punchers, and I just like that. It's just <laughs> punchers it's just a puncher. Whether well, you're punching- Aggies or Giggum, and if you don't know what that means, it, it's sticking your thumb up a, a cow's ass, gigging a cow. You don't know that? You didn't know that? What? Yeah, I'm not. I thought it was like thumbs up. It is, but that's but gigging something is putting your thumb in its ass. What? And they're uh, they're like largely in agriculture and veterinarian school. Well, I know that. <laughs> I'm gonna but make sure I'm not wrong. I would bet my house that I'm not wrong, but just to be sure, I am going to check. Gigum Aggie's meaning. We're gonna do a little Google in here. It's a, oh, it was a frog. That's what, maybe it's you stick your thumb up the frog's ass. What? You're sticking it up something's ass. How do you get, how to gig frogs? Don't, y'all don't tell anybody I'm Googling this because we're (laughs) from Texas. I should know this. Aim for the back of the head. Oh, no. Wait, what what does gigam mean in frog hunting? Oh. 
Oh, it's like you the term of- comes from hunting frogs or fish using a pronged spear called a gig. <gasps> the gesture became A&M's signature hand signal. Well, maybe, so, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I feel like I'm not, though. I feel like I'm right. <laughs> what I- did you just find out? No, I'm just confused at the connection between any of it. And if you are an Aggie, don't message me. I don't, it's okay. I want to know. <laughs> Gigging frogs typically involves using a large spear or gig, aka your thumb, to impale frogs in bodies of water and then pulling them out of the water to be cooked and eaten. <laughs> Maybe because the way you hold the stick, your thumb goes away. I don't think you're cramming your thumb into a frog. Why do I feel like something's going up an ass? <laughs> I swear to God, why is it? I think something's going up somebody's ass. (laughs) Do I? Is that it? Is that like you and Tommy say? (laughs) I can get from. It's like six degrees of separation for me to get from somebody to like. They're a pervert immediately. They're a pervert immediately, specifically with kids. But is this also something that I'm known for? Within (laughs) like three beats, I can get to it's going up somebody's ass. Well, I just uh, no, I was putting it in that same category of like. The assumption just automatically goes to like, you're probably shoving it up a frog's ass. <laughs> Does gigging involve putting your thumb up a butthole? She's asking Siri. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. Give it Siri. <laughs> <laughs> Siri, you hate her. Yes, you do. She you don't know, know what I'm talking about. Siri. Siri's a fucking Aggie. That's why she's. I'm, I, I'm not going to click these. I'm ki- I'm clicking him. Fuck it. Does gigging mean put? I'm now googling it since voice to text isn't work. Putting your thumb up a butt. Okay. These Urban are all dictionary. Maybe I'm. Maybe this is all. Well, pretend. I ended up on Pornhub. I'm gonna go back. <laughs> How did you end up on Pornhub? And I ended up on Urban Dictionary. I what said I'm not watching? gonna. I go, I'm not going to click this. And you go, I am. And I was like, All I right. wasn't on Pornhub, but what did you get to see? I can't say. It's, a, it's dirty. It's very dirty, but I saved the page for later, but it's dirty. <laughs> and I will be checking it, but it's dirty. No, but I typed in gig anal penetration. So that's why that came up. I oh, thought well, yeah, that'll paper. help. Okay. Well, this I mean, is, I was trying to help you out. <laughs> I appreciate it. This is from Urban Dictionary. A term the fighting Texas Aggies of Texas A&M University College Station used to push each other on toward victory, whether it be in athletics, academics, or life. It has its origins in the old rivalry with the TCU Horn Frogs. Okay. Okay. In which a gig was something used to kill a frog. It is typically associated with the thumbs up symbol. Okay. Well... So they wanted I you. Guess I'm wrong, you guys, but I still <laughs> feel like I'm not. This is my, this is my toxic trait. You can tell me I'm wrong, and I feel like I'm right, and so I don't believe you. You were like the reason why they say gig and maggies is because oftentimes um, students will shove their thumbs up the asses of any number of animals. It's it's an agricultural veterinarian school, and they're like, here's information to the contrary, and then Christy reads it and goes, I don't know about that. <laughs> Why would I think this if I hadn't been told it? I don't. I, I, I don't know. I don't know I, either. I love it. Okay. Well, 
Um, well, it takes on a whole new meaning now when we say gigum. <laughs> yeah, and I and I am I would just like to say as much as this has proven me wrong, and I, I do no, feel I'm not. right still. If you went to A and M, please don't message no, and okay. tell me that I'm wrong it. because the internet already did that. Okay, um, if you want to tell me I'm right, then I would love an example of how you caught a frog sticking your yeah. thumb up its ass. Yeah, you're like, guess what? If you get down in that water deep enough and get in the frog deep enough, it comes. Out great, it loves it. Sinisterhood will be right back. It is what is the most refreshing act of I don't give a fuck that you've ever witnessed? Oh man. Um oh. I'm trying to think. Where someone else was like, I don't give a yeah. fuck. I what for whatever reason, the first thing that came to mind, and I've told this story before, but it's bears repeating. <laughs> As a child, we went to the St. Pius Catholic Church haunted house at Halloween, and the man in the abominable snowman costume, which why was that in the St. Pious Catholic Church haunted house at Halloween. As edgy as they're going to get. It was so edgy. Okay. <laughs> they were like, it's a fucking Yeti. <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, oh, my space. John. <laughs> Um, and my, I was really little and my mom was like, get away from her and they wouldn't. And she like always was rolling with the diet Coke and yeah. it was a plat. I believe it was a styrofoam cup and she pulled the lid off and she fucking diet Coke. The guy and was like, I said, get away from my daughter. That's pretty. Yeah. That's a pretty, yeah. that's a pretty good one. Um, always like stepped up. I can't think I'm, I'm also, I'm also Sorry. trying to think of like where I saw somebody else do something. <laughs> um, damn. Tommy has uh he has a lot of I don't give a fuck attitude when it comes to like um what's the word I'm looking for like uh like he like uh somebody's fucking around or delaying or not doing what they're supposed to be doing he's just very direct and to the point with yeah. like in like business mm -hmm. and so it comes across a lot of times like, I love it like I don't give a fuck because Tommy has been helping us recently and like corresponding with folks. And I'm like, that's I'm a, like, can you throw an exclamation point in every now and then just soften it a bit? I'm like, that's how I would have emailed. <laughs> I know. And I have to go through and like edit to make it softer. That's why yesterday lawyery. Yes. That's why Tommy said you guys need a confrontation person. I he, that that is a skill set of Tommy. It's and it's great because I hate confrontation awesome. and I hate awkward situations. And the thing about Tommy is it's impossible to make him feel uncomfortable. He just will Which stare is very down. disarming. It's fantastic. <laughs> like one time you were, I don't know if we were recording. He just doesn't get, he'll just be like, what? I'm like, you can't just go over there and like ask that person without He's like, yeah, I can. I need it. He I'm like, anything. no, it's Tommy's like brave. No, so brave. There's... So brave. <laughs> it's... I'm never that brave. I can't be. Most people aren't. Nobody's that brave. Sociopath. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> He's a hero because he has those conversations and I'm like, he will, yeah, oh, he I'll does lose a million me. dollars before I ever just be like, um, could you actually please um stop just like stealing my identity? And, yeah, no, Tommy has a very high tolerance for awkward, like the highest I've ever seen in my it's amazing. life. And I have a very low tolerance. So it works out well. So pretty much any day with Tommy Brown is the day is the refreshing act of <laughs> witnessing, not giving a fuck is that we get blessed with that in our lives every day. All right. Next question. 
Uh, well, Michaela, what never <laughs> fails to make you I laugh? I can't even drink this because I'm going to start thinking about stuff. <laughs> well, the first thing that came to mind, <laughs> I've talked about this before. He's Tommy's. <laughs> he knows, though. So one time. <laughs> uh oh. One time we were like getting ready for bed and I, or maybe we were like in bed. Nice. <laughs> he said edge of my seat. <laughs> Me too. And the alarm started going off. And so I was like, babe, the alarm. And he jumped up and <laughs> ran to go turn off the alarm, but he had just <laughs> lotion on his feet. No, no, and he ate it so hard. <laughs> but it was like a cartoon where it's like, like <laughs> 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 and it fell. Oh, God, and I was praise, so praise so God. Bad. <laughs> it was so, it was like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm okay. I'm like, I'm sorry. Stop laughing. And then I was laughing about it like all like throughout the to night. Day. It would be like he was trying to go to bed and I would just start laughing because I would think about it and I I still oh man. Oh man. Oh, oh that was funny. <clears throat> I'll tell you what never fails to make me laugh is the person sitting to my right. And <laughs> it's happened so often that I just started writing it down. Falling is so funny. It's like the funniest <laughs> thing to me. And I. It's hilarious. And like Tommy has fallen. <laughs> How often is he jumping over? What's happening? How often is this happening? Anytime he falls, I laugh. <laughs> it's, it's so mean. It's so funny. <laughs> I just falling is so funny. I just am having like a <laughs> because I have to run a lot and I wonder why. <laughs> um, I do run into things a lot. I I don't fall I down do as much, too. although I have fallen down, and it's to the point that Tommy if I came out, he just shoulder checked the door frame. I was like, you just run it to I the that. wall. I'll hit my man. The times that I whacked the top of my hand on doorknobs. Oh, I'm just although like, I can't talk shit because today <laughs> I went into the studio and I was like, babe, I just, I just hit myself in the face so hard on accident. No. I was like, what happened? It's like, I was trying to take off my shirt. And my hand got away from me. <laughs> just, and I smacked myself so hard. I felt like I'd been punched in the jaw. Ooh, so I, I, I can't really talk because that was a pretty ridiculous. Or move. if like you're sleeping and I'll I'll have like oh, dropped yeah, my phone straight on my mm -hmm. face. It hurt so fucking bad. Uh Tommy said I was on my way and Christy called me and I ran into a door. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I fall over a lot too though. Uh, definitely. No, what makes me laugh is every time you say anything. And I don't know necessarily. Uh, we'll figure out if we can find the context on these. You asked me uh, regarding the actress Emily Blunt. Oh, no. You said, "Isn't she married to Jim Krasinski?" <laughs> <laughs> I um, just learned from your mom that her sister is married to Stanley Tucci, and they met 
at the wedding of John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. What a beautiful thing. They're all very happy. Thank you, Nancy. Um, we were at the Home Depot and a person walked by us with a dog and you said, everybody loves to bring their dog to a fucking hardware store. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> we kept walking. That's true. I stand by that. Very People true. love it. Why? Uh, it feels it, maybe it's like rugged. You can't go. You can't take them to like a lot of stores, but so you take advantage so of the, the hardware you store. You said well, uh, fucking go to Lowe's. <laughs> somebody <laughs> get the car. Get the dog. The dog. We're getting loose. Come on. Uh, somebody had a North Face puffer vest, and you said, "If you ain't puffing, you ain't nothing." <laughs> you said that. <laughs> I, did you? Maybe. I One know. of us did. I think we were talking about how that is like such a trendy look. It is very tr- trendy. Um, that This is all just very funny things that <laughs> we say. Uh, what'd you say? I don't know. Tommy just said loneliness. Gripping cold loneliness. Why, maybe is that why people like to bring dogs to the uh, Home Depot? Oh, got it. Got oh, it, God. Um, yeah, we got... <laughs> we were trying to list off groucho marks but i think i said carl no wait richard no groucho <laughs> and then we're like that's the marx brothers i was like that would be a really funny uh uh halloween costume yeah our uber driver last night did bring his dog it was so unhinged Tommy went to open oh, the door to get the taco bell and our dog was with tommy well we didn't expect the uber driver to have his three-legged dog with him and Kate started losing her shit. I'm like, this is ridiculous. It was like one in the morning. What if a, and my thing is like what you said, if he has his dog and that causes the homeowner's dog to run out, that they otherwise wouldn't run out. Like, I don't think the distance from where he parked to our front door is so short that it would take more effort to get that dog out of the car to bring it with you than to just leave it there. Yeah. I don't know. It was bizarre, but yeah, don't, don't be bringing those dogs. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you, Michaela. This is a epic fuck, Mary kill. <laughs> Will Ferrell as Buddy the Elf. So this is as their characters. Tim Allen as oh, the Santa God. Claus. Or Jim Carrey. And Jim Carrey as the Grinch. Oh, my God. This might Suzanne, be the hardest question I've ever answered in my life. This is quite a conundrum. Because... Well, I'm going to give you a hot Christmas take. Okay. I think Elf sucks. <laughs> I think I knew that about you. I do not get it. I do not like it. So, and his character kind of rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> so, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Letty's right. Okay, I got it. Okay, what? Oh, I'm going to. Yeah, I have it. Okay. Okay, got it. What's yours? I'm fucking the Grinch. Okay. I'm marrying Santa and I'm killing Buddy the Elf. Dang. we're This is one where we're like totally different. Mine is. I'm a fuck buddy the elf. He's very enthusiastic and he loves to lick up syrup. I am gonna marry Jim Carrey as the Grinch. We get to live on I the top of a that. fucking mountain with a dog. Also, awesome. he's kind of fun. And his heart's grown like three sizes. Now so he's, he's nice. Yeah, it's great. And then I'm gonna kill Tim Allen as Santa Claus because it that movie, I got a lot of problems. I've broken it down <laughs> in an essay. If you'd ever like to read it, I could send it out. <laughs> I wrote it like two years ago. Um, because I hadn't seen that movie in a while and I wanted to go back and write it and I was like, I got a lot of problems with you. Yeah, <laughs> if I recall, it's it did not age well. Jim Carrey's Grinch is the worst Grinch. Yeah, I mean, it's not a great Grinch. The what best, are the other Grinches? The best Grinch is the original animated Grinch. Second place is the recent animated Grinch. And then third place is the Jim Carrey Grinch. 
Oh, and in the most recent animated one, oh, who is it? If y'all know. <laughs> Mel says they... I've seen it so many times. <laughs> Jim Carrey plays the 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 gringo who stole Christmas. Is that what your autocorrect keeps trying to change it to? The Grinch is a bad boy, though. And <laughs> <laughs> My mom does like Elf. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, Benedict. <laughs> um, I think they're making a... Uh, is it another Grinch? Oh, so it like says Grinch, original. too. Letty said heard they're making Grinch, too. Oh, nice. With Benedict Cumbatch, I bet. Butterscotch, oh. Cabbage Patch. <laughs> oh. you got to find the essay. Find it and post it oh, on Patreon. It. Yeah, I'll post it on Patreon for y'all. Uh, I feel like it's me breaking down why the contract isn't legal or something like that, but I, t- I took it down. Oh, yeah, yeah. If I... Is it... <laughs> Something happened. Tyler, God damn, Tyler. If that heart can grow three sizes, I wonder what else can. Also, Tim Allen sucks. He does suck. I was thinking, oh, Santa would be fun to be married to because you get to fly around and you got magic and shit. Yeah. But also, the Grinch is kind of more my vibe. Yeah, yeah. You just stand up there and be like, fuck you. (laughs) To a whole town of people. I like it. So, I might should change Mm. it. I'm going to marry the Grinch. I'm going to... Bug Santa? Yeah. She's doing it. And killing Buddy the Elf. I just don't like the That's character. That's how much you hate and Buddy the also, Elf. He's also like a kid to me, so that, that That's freaks true. me out. He's all man <laughs> under that pointed hat. I'll tell you what. I mean, Zoe Deschanel sure thinks <laughs> yeah, she did. so. so. Yeah, she did. All right. Uh, it does give big vibes if you're fucking Buddy the Elf, but is that wrong? I don't know. <laughs> you tell me. Science, guys. Uh, well, Madison has a question. Oh. What is your Freaky Friday story? Well, oh, man. Oh, yeah, okay. I have a lot. Yeah. Um, what would be one that I would send in? Um, well, Heather thinks I have an oppressive spirit <laughs> living in my podcast studio. Honestly, I'm just afraid of your bookshelves. They're so scary. But I do low-key feel... Like something's been going on in my house. You said you heard a dog. (laughs) Something's humped over in the closet. But then when you look, nothing was humped. It did not appear to be. But it could have been a thousand other things. Like a devil knocking on the door. (laughs) I have never felt an evil presence. I feel, I don't feel the evil. Yeah, I, um. What did you use heart? I feel like shape mac and cheese are superior. Nikki's right. (gasps) They are. They're so good. I'm going to disagree. You got to do them al dente. You can't get them too cooked. They'll fall yeah, apart. Yeah, they get too mushy. But when it's too just right, it holds the... But I love Kraft Original so much mm-hmm. that it's hard for me to do the other one. But sometimes it can go okay. I'm Joni Mitchell, though, because you don't know what you got till it's gone, and they don't make gluten-free shaped ones. They only make really? the Kraft... Really? Annie's doesn't? No, they make the, like, what you're talking about, noodles or shells. Or um, Annie's. Or Annie's. Not that I've seen. I've had did. noodles or shells, so um, mm. I miss the shapies. Um, so yeah, there was the, the thing that, well, before this happened, I don't remember what happened a couple months ago, but something happened and I like, feel like I've been seeing like shadow people (laughs) and I I say we're at your house so late sometimes, (laughs) so late. It's never been like a, a bad feeling though, but then it got to be happening a lot to where the other Great. day I said, I think something's going on in the house. 
And Tommy was like, what do you mean? I was like, I don't know. But I just, but also like a lot of times it happens when I'm high and I think, so I chalk it up to like, I'm just high and paranoid or, you know, you see stuff that isn't there. So, um, but then the other night I was in the studio at late at night and I was like arranging some crystals and thing on the bookshelf where like there's a lot of witchcraft mm-hmm. and stuff like that books. And in the closet right next to me, there was, I thought it was a knock mm-hmm. and it was, it, I don't usually like get scared like that, but I <laughs> ran to the bedroom and woke <laughs> up Tommy. And I was like, you have to come in here. I just heard a noise. I was like, and he, because he is the unflappable Tommy Brown, you decided just, I'm going to write a novel about his life and turn it into Paris will direct the film. And uh, he went in and opened it. Nothing. It was fine. Yeah. Was he's, he's a legend. Diana makes a great point. What if you're more susceptible to the spirits while you're high? Your guards are down. You're, you're the, the I also center. saw something the other night. What the fuck? What did you see? Why did you tell me? It has been almost every week, almost every night of the week over there. I, I had Tommy think, say, I by the way, to your brother, I was going to the bathroom and, your, and Tommy was like gaming with your brother. And he's like, yeah, that was Heather. No, she was telling me about that toad out there. Because I, I just <laughs> ran in the room and was like, he's in the moss house. And then he got out. And now he's standing next to the little acorn thing from Ella's room. And he was like, I'm sorry, what? Because he was gaming and talking to Christy's brother. And then he was like, oh, no, it's okay. You can tell me because he's very nice. And then I went to the bathroom and then I heard him on the thing. And he goes, yeah, she comes over. <laughs> Oh, for almost every night. <laughs> but he, like, said it. It was, like, very uh, matter-of-fact and not, like, she's almost always over. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah she's over here all the time. And I'm like, thanks, man. What the yeah. fuck did you see in the yard? I don't. I. What did I, you see in the yard? What was it? And I, what, have I been over there since? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, man? You got to tell a motherfucker that. You gotta tell a motherfucker if you ask him over to their house and there's ghouls about? I don't think. Wait, have you? Maybe it was the night of the moss house. So maybe you have. I was over there the night of the moss house. I know, I mean, after. Oh, okay. You were outside when this happened and I chose not to say anything. (laughs) It's only now that I'm realizing maybe I should have, but I. Thought I was doing the right you thing. You waited till we're live <laughs> with a hundred people to be like, hey, don't freak out. Okay, let me stay fucking cool, man. Let me stay cool. I'm just going to stay cool while you tell me that I was in the presence of I a ghoul. A ghoul, I say. I don't think it was. I don't know. It was. I turned to look. Shit. I'm dead. We gotta turn the live stream off. I can't. The podcast is over. Oh my gosh! Oh, I've uh, been betrayed. No. Okay. So I looked to see. I was laughing at a comment. I looked to see in the general direction of where John Hopper stays, and further from that, um, I thought I saw something. Describe it. Peek around from the side of the house. If I had to describe it, it would, I, it was so fast. It was white. 
And like the Fresno Nightcrawler. Movie. <laughs> it could have been a Fresno goddamn fucking Nightcrawler. No, it could have been a Frisco Nightcrawler. Probably walked on down the tollway, <laughs> and I missed it. If it was bad, I would have wanted I to didn't see it. Feel and if it threatened. was good, I would have wanted to see it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's even better. I could have helped. I think. I think it was all in my head. So that's why I didn't say anything because I was like, "That's silly." <laughs> all I've ever wanted is to see a cryptid. <laughs> I don't think it was, and it probably wasn't encrypted. It was probably a ghost. <laughs> well, I've seen plenty of those. I don't think it was. I think I don't know. We're gonna need to do some get the fuck out spells. I don't. I don't know if I wanted to leave. This is how think- they get in the family. <laughs> I'm gonna go over there one night and they're gonna be like. Come in, Heather. We've been waiting for you. And I'm like, why do you guys look like that? And they're like, come in. The children are awake. We're ready for the sacrifice. Like, I don't think it, I've never felt like, um, threatened or anything. That's good. It does. I mean, I don't get a bad vibe except for the fucking Jack Nicholson head on your fucking bookshelf, which are a fully fucking cursed. Maybe they're cursed. And that's why this uh, has been happening since they came into life. Well, my Freaky Friday story is one time I was in a trial and it was a terrorist and whatever anyway next question (laughs) stupid because i didn't see even any cryptids at all so i don't want you to think i saw a president i call it because i did not see anything walking it was like this (laughs) (laughs) kind of like that like it was just like if somebody was wearing something white like a traditional stereotype ghost. Like a legit ghost. And then just like did a little half, half thing around. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll keep my eyes peeled next time. <laughs> Lindsay said ghosts don't do that. Well, thank you, Lindsay. I don't think it's a ghost. I think I, it was all in my head. Um, Diana Wait, says, scroll down. Sounds like what? I don't know if it was a joke or real. Um Oh, a dick bag. No, yeah. <laughs> no, Diana said his Jack Nicholson head's worse than the Blues Brothers. Yeah, no, so much. By a why? landslide. They're by so a small. <laughs> how many, explain to me how many times the Blues Brothers hatcheted anybody to death. Zero times. That and was that character. So played. was that character. It's oh, the evil okay. character. No, it's the size for me. Oh, the tiny heads are worse. Can you imagine them just hopping around? Those things can hold you down and just suffocate you with their the giant brothers? hands. Yes. They probably could. Strangle you. Oh, 100%. They're hollow inside, though. You just got to do the middle. got to punch hard enough to get right through. <laughs> you got to go like the crow in the gut. <laughs> go in and get that liver. Oh. Get that liver. Well, thanks so much. <laughs> Great question. Tracers is probably more of a... Uh, a realistic explanation, I think. What's a tracer? When you like the on your eye, like yeah, when you I like look, and it's like I thought it was some type of like usually tracers are. Oh god! <laughs> I mean, like you, ex- yeah. you experience it like on drugs. That makes sense. Oh, Rachel said, um, "Where's the corn skull?" And yeah, I, I should have had them in here. It's in the. They're all in the uh, the dining room. I have them out on my dining table. Shit, do we have? To I get can go it? get them. Yeah, let me. Do you want a vamp while I get oh, the no. crow? <laughs> Paris isn't here, so I can't <laughs> yell to fetch them. But I'll be fast. Time me. Oh, okay. Wait. Should I get a timer out? I'll just count. One one thousand, two one thousand. Do you do one one thousand or one Mississippi? One thousand Mississippi. Are those the same amounts of time? Who's to say? Is time even real? 
No. I realized the other day, all of our clocks in our house say different times because time is an illusion. So it could be 6.52 or 6.58. We all act like it's the same. How fast was that? I don't know. <laughs> oh, cool. Started talking about something else. Awesome. But I think probably like 10 seconds. Oh, cool. That was so fast. Mississippi. Everybody does Mississippi. Oh. Okay. I was saying, do you do one Mississippi or one 1,000? Uh, we're a Mississippi family. Okay. One Mississippi. Yeah. Usually I would do Mississippi. We could have. All right, we could have switched to 1,000 at some point, but we stuck with Mississippi. Well, here's the – I put them in a box because it's hard to carry them. But here's that broccoli. Woo! If you have realistic. the tripophophobia, I'm going to hold it far away, but that's the mm. peanut. That's the peanut. The peanut. And it is a small one, too. The little peanut. And then there's the little <laughs> cabbage. <laughs> Rock and roll cabbage. Yeah, and you realize the little ones have – Fangs. Yes, they have like vampire teeth, Weird. and the big ones. That is They're ready to chomp all over you. And then we have the broccoli, broccoli Rob Junior. <laughs> I like broccoli because it looks like a haircut. Like, yeah, yeah, it's fun and it's fun to touch. I like the texture of it. I like the texture oh, that of is things. Good. Mm-hmm. I like I to like touch that. Things. Okay, broccoli Rob, he's gonna go right on this candle, and then little baby corn skull miniature, also a nice texture. Little nice. mommy and baby, mama and the baby, and then the the cabbage, rock and roll cabbage. He kind of has a nice. mohawk. <clears throat> oh, nice. is he supposed to be kind of hard? He looks like he has on. Oh, he's hard. Oh yeah, you could put sunglasses on him. Yeah, he's hardcore. I'll put him back here. And then we have the broccoli with the big hair. Big this one I like. Yeah, he looks like looks a fun. Bob Ross. Robbery. <gasps> Bro- Bro- Brock Ross. Brock Ross. Fuck yeah. Brock Ross. Let's figure that out together. Put him there. And then finally, Cornelius. The the one and only, the main corn skull. Look at that. Thing of beauty. (laughs) Look at that. (laughs) (laughs) Drop that box. Um, These will be here. Yeah, they're all hard. They're hard plastic. Mm -hmm. Hardcore hard plastic. We'll put that there. The candles are fake. So it's oh, okay. we're all set. No worries. They're uh, they're they're LEDs. So yeah. well, there's your. Now you have it. He's he's joined us today. Sinisterhood. We'll be right back. I have shifted my technique on this situation from one side to the other. So. The headline is, I enjoy being around loud sneezers. Oh, my God. People who sneeze very loudly are generally side-eyed by the rest of society. I was inspired to make this post after seeing a thread on the Answers subreddit where the original poster was ripped to shreds for not muffling his sneezes. Personally, I love when someone sneezes loudly. Because every person's sneeze sounds different, and it's fun to see the little variations and differences in the ways we all do things. Some might call it disruptive or startling, but that's exactly what's great about it. <laughs> Loud and funny sneezers are a little break from the routine. Before anyone asks, yes, I am a loud sneezer okay. myself. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I picked it up from my family, and it's especially funny seeing other people's reactions since I'm otherwise quite girly presenting, and then I hit them with the dad sneeze. Thank you. I picked it up from my family. Is this this is something that's 
you a learned trait because I am married to a very loud sneezer. And Tommy's also a loud sneezer. Oh my God. I'm surprised you haven't heard it over at your house. <laughs> it is so startling. I feel like I've gotten better, but sometimes because of like the misophonia and just general uh, being a person that startles easily, if he sneezes, I get angry sometimes. <laughs> my initial reaction is just to be like, God damn. What go what's wrong? And he's like, I can't control it. I think you can control it. And this is a big debate in our house over can you control your sneezes or not? Scientists have looked into this. Oh, what do they say? Well, it turns out there's some differentiation based on lung capacity and how much air you suck in before you sneeze. And the way you sneeze can be hereditary. Like they said, they picked it up from their family. According to the Brisbane-based company Noise Measurement Services, an average man's sneeze when recorded from a distance of 60 centimeters peaks at about 90 decibels. That's similar to the level of sound recorded from a lawnmower. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's about right. A normal conversation is about 60 decibels. When the mouth is covered, the sneeze... Uh, rate drops to about 80 decibels. So, okay, if normal conversation is 60 decibels, Tommy's sneezes are 300 decibels. <laughs> Not they're, 90, like this said. They're much louder than that. This professor says while you cannot con- stop yourself from sneezing, you can control how loud you sneeze with, quote, higher functions. He says you can quieten your sneeze by pinching and rubbing the nose or by sneezing through your nose, but that's a double edged sword. If you sneeze through your mouth, it will be louder. But if you sneeze through your nose, it will be wetter and messier. Oh, gross. So I guess you have to determine. Wait a minute. (laughs) Don't you sneeze through both of them at the same time? What I've done in the past is hold my sneezes in. Like I would go. Yeah. If you're in like a meeting or some class, you don't want to just rip one. You shouldn't do that. It is advised that you never hold your sneeze in. They said it's, quote, like a mini explosion in your head and can force air into places it should not go. It is, quote, quite a forceful respiratory response. There's reports of a 34-year-old man who ripped a hole in his throat trying to stifle a powerful sneeze. He had attempted to suppress the sneeze by clamping his mouth shut and then also blocked both nostrils. One or the other, man. The resulting force perforated his pharynx, the part of the throat just above your larynx and esophagus. He found it impossible to swallow without extreme pain and almost lost his voice entirely. They said he was put on a feeding tube and given intravenous antibiotics to uh, protect against an infection, sent home, and with the advice, never block your sneeze. Uh, And in 2011, a 38-year-old man in Boston fractured his larynx when he closed his mouth and pinched his nose during a vigorous sneeze. Good Lord. Well, don't do that. I usually try to Dracula sneeze, like put it in my arm. Mm -hmm. And exactly what they said, either choose nose or mouth. Mouth is louder and vocalized with it. The higher function, though, I guess they just mean your brain. Like, just think about it beforehand. I think I'm a nose sneezer. I'm sure sometimes it's both. It could be. Yeah, you I try can, and I get if I feel it coming on. I try and get tissue right away. If I can't, I do a Dracula. Yo, you gotta always do a Dracula. Yeah, a, a tissue. I prefer tissue. 
The Dr. Frederick Little, who's the assistant professor of medicine at Boston University, says there's an innate pattern to the way we sneeze, and it is probably genetic. They said about 20% of the population suffers from a genetic syndrome called autosomal dominant compelling helio-ophthalmolic outburst syndrome, which causes them to sneeze from bright lights in their field of vision, which I do have this. Oh, I have that too, yeah. Yeah, look at a bright light. But it says... If you have to sneeze, do it. If you hold the sneeze over and over again, it causes pressure in your sinuses and et cetera, et cetera. But, I mean, sneeze propels air from your nose at 100 miles an hour. Yeah. So it's fast. Like they said, it's an explosion in your head. Yeah. And it says, uh, this professor said, women are more likely to hold a sneeze and do so about 30% of the time. Uh, Most people say- because we're always taught to be polite. And not take up space and not be loud. Mm-hmm. They said, if you really want to hold a sneeze, put a finger under your nose. I'm not trying to hold my sneeze. If it's trying to get out. Yeah, the only time I would probably try to hold a sneeze is in a funeral, in a wedding, some situation where everyone's expected to be quiet and I'm trying not to draw attention to myself. Yeah, no, I, exactly. And I think that's the difference is if maybe you're feeling more loose at home, you're feeling comfortable around the person and you're like, ah! That's what I've said to Tommy. I'm like, if you were in a business meeting, would you sneeze like this? He says yes, and that it has happened, or that he has excused himself from the room to do it. George also agrees with Tommy, so maybe George is also a loud sneezer, and it is a hereditary thing. I worked with a girl who your brother-in-law actually knows um, at Whole Foods that has the loudest sneeze I've ever heard in my life to the point where people that worked there when she would sneeze everyone would stop what they were doing and go bless you greta because it was i mean it reverberated throughout the whole store customers would be like god damn what was that fire alarm that was greta yeah and that's just how she sneezed that's it just comes out the way i just can't i love the visual of being in a business meeting and tommy being like uh, folks, I'm going to need to excuse myself briefly. I'll return. And then he goes three offices away and then they just hear, ah! <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to sneeze. And they're like, did you or did you curse us in the other room? You're like, little column A, little column Did you hex us, sir? Well, my dad was a loud sneezer too. And I have, now that I no longer hold them in, after I learned about you can really jam up your sinuses and it fucks you up, I they've become louder. I do. You're right though. If It almost feels better if I shout when I sneeze. I could oh, probably yeah. like hold it. But this person said, I know somebody who had to get metal plates in his head because he never blew his nose or let out sneezes to the point that he had a stroke. He was he in never high... blew his nose. How do you live? I'm constantly blowing my nose. Caused the function of one side of his body. Uh, he lost the function of one side of his body. Mucus was pouring into his head from years of stopping it up. Horrific <sighs> shit. Yeah. What pain you must be going through. The Mm -hmm. headaches, the sinus pressure, my God. Yeah, your face. Well, that's the unpopular opinion. I'm on the side of, I, it is funny to me because I used to work with a guy that was a like crazy loud sneezer. Like you said, you could hear it down the hall in a different office. And it was just, to me, it's just funny. I just was delighted by it. I was like, well, what what word are we going to get today? And he's like, oh my God, (laughs) (laughs) you know, whatever. I, um, I startle easily. And Mm. when I am startled, my first reaction is anger, <laughs> so that's <laughs> like, probably ah, why, um, which is probably some defense mechanism yeah, just sure. coming up, but so I think that's why when the sneeze happens here, my first reaction is to 
be annoyed or anger. But then once I once that passes, I'm like, if you got to sneeze, you got to sneeze. I certainly don't want anybody's uh, throat or head exploding. Blowing up. There's a Dick Van Dyke episode called Big Max for Calvada and yada yada. But there's a bit where they're doing sneezes. They're talking about a train conductor that has sneezed. And so it's Dick Van Dyke going, uh, uh, Schenectady. And my family used to do that, too. My dad used to do that. Uh, Wichita. Uh, so if you need something to yell, you know, find you a funny city. From Madison, what's your favorite moon fact that you learned from your full moon energy tour? Mine is how the moon was most likely created. I did not know that. And Giant impact theory? Yes. And it makes total sense. And I guess it was nothing I'd really like thought too hard about beforehand, but that's my favorite fact. Yeah, about the that's I can also that it. Buzz Aldrin was uh in none of the pictures except for one. Neil Armstrong. Or the other way around. Yeah. Yes. Um, I liked the uh, the giant impact theory was just cool to learn. My favorite part was, I think, just like all of the Apollo astronauts, like feelings about mm-hmm. when they came back and especially learning the like other side of them. Because I think in my head and especially because they don't teach you about all of them, you know, you learn a handful of them. But the um, the like way that Al Bean started seeing the world when he came back Mm -hmm. and all of his art and everything. And it was like, I found it very touching to like his willingness to express his feelings of camaraderie and love for his painting. He did. Yeah. With the, that's called Mm -hmm. like the fantasy. And it's like all three of the astronauts on the moon because the third, you know, the one that flies the command module doesn't get to touch down. There's three people on the Apollo missions and, to walk and the other guy rotate or um, orbits the moon waiting to come back and pick them up. And they were all such good friends on Apollo 12 that he was Albine. When he came back, he made, he painted this painting where all three of them stood there. And he had this kind of uh, description of it that he was like, this is what I wanted the whole time. And like, when we were down there, we were like, man, we wish we could run back and go along and like throw the football with each other. And like, you know, really enjoy this thing that we've worked really hard for. So just hearing, I think, the, like, emotional side of it and learning about their lives has mm-hmm. been, like, so f- And those fucking pictures from Life magazine. Oh, we're not yeah. going to show you or tell you, but come to the show. You'll know. You'll it's, know what we're talking about. <laughs> it's, uh, it is interesting to hear, because not a lot of people have experienced, like, being in space and to hear, like, from people that have been there, like, what it really feels like has been was really interesting. Yeah, that was really badass. Excellent question. And full moon energy also, will return. Kind of sad and alarming. What? Oh, like what they felt like when they got. Well, it's just I had never thought. It made me realize that, like, oh, I never thought that, like, experiencing something so huge that not a lot of people get to experience. Therefore, you can't really talk to people that can relate to what you're going through, like how isolating that could be. I think mm-hmm. most people just think, like, oh, you get to go to the moon. That's amazing. But. There's a whole other side that um, I had never considered until, like, hearing what they all said. Right. That's a good point. And and also accepting or not accepting, but appreciating the earth so much more Mm -hmm. being so separate from it. Uh, Kylie said manifesting New Orleans 2024. Oh, that's a good idea. We don't have any dates yet. We we will pick dates eventually. So I'm sure the maybe powers that be. But. Because I'm trying to go see Taylor, my girl Taylor, again in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, we'll have the same weekend. So maybe we can <laughs> somehow get it around that. We'll and... invite her.
Cora asks, one more FMK. <laughs> Santa, Krampus, or the Kali Kondri? Were those the little trolls? <laughs> They're the gremlins with, I believe they had big dicks. They're big oh. dick gremlins. They're goblins. They're, they're the Greek goblins of lore. And you have to uh, use, like, witty repartee to get rid of them. Like, you have to be able to, like, mm. be sassy to get rid of them. I'm going to say... Really don't want to kill anybody here. Yeah. They've all got good qualities. I mean, does one stick kids in a sack and take them to hell and eat them? Yes. But he's also kind of fun. And it's only the bad ones. Yeah. So he's really just calling the herd for us all. He's been in the herd. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm thinking I'm going to go. I got to see what it's like. I'm fucking the Calicansary. Same. I'm marrying Santa. I'm going to marry Krampus. I don't want to work so hard. It feels like Mrs. Claus has to bake a lot, and I don't <laughs> have true. that. I'm not good at me. that. And I'm not cheery enough for him. No, he'd I don't want to. He'd miserable, be honestly. like, oh, babe, I've got us matching outfits. And I'll be like, I'm really not going to no, wear that, though. Krampus is more my vibe. I feel so like, yeah. I feel like I'm going to marry Krampus and kill Santa. If I could be the co-overlord of a hellish dimension with Krampus. <laughs> I would take it. Yeah, I'll do it. I would I'll take it. it. So I'm thinking fuck Kali Kondry, marry Krampus, kill Santa. Some of those masks are kind of cool. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. You see all kinds of stuff. And Santa's like, I don't, he's always old, too. Yeah, and I don't, he feels like he would just like, he's like, I'm so tired. I'd go around the whole world. <laughs> he's got, he's a bowl full of jelly, just like, yeah, on I mean, top of you. I wouldn't mind. I mean, I, I'd give Santa a ride, but. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly, I am interested in the Kali Kondry. in Krampus. Just to yeah. see what's up. And I mm-hmm. want to marry Krampus because he's got that switch action going. Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, uh, he's kind of dark, and I feel like we'd get along better than Santa and I would. <laughs> We've got even more FMKs <laughs> from Sam. Okay. Sam is Frosty, who we had already said we were going to marry Frosty earlier. Rudolph and the original Grinch. like the animated All one? cartoons. I think... All These questions. are all going to be the all questions. So Rudolph, the little claymation, uh-huh. stop, stop, whatever that's called. Yeah, stop motion. Stop motion, yeah. yeah. Okay. Damn. Oh, man. Yeah, Sandy, you're right. Santa would spend the whole month after the 25th bitching about the flight. Like, I'm so, <laughs> right? I'm just, I'm so jet lagged. <laughs> I mean, sleigh lagged. One day a fucking year. Get up and do something. And I don't want it to be Christmas related. I want us to go do something that's just every day. You I don't, don't want to watch another Christmas movie. Tired of the red and green. I need something dark. No, no, no. I want to go to a haunted house. <laughs> you don't. You should have gone with Krampus. I know. You don't know what it's like. I'm sla- me, constantly know. tired. I'm sleigh lagged. You don't even. <laughs> the house constantly smells like cookies. I can't stop eating. You're doing this to me. Oh, just man. go be with Krampus. You're like fine, I am. My will. Go well, right now. Uh, Frosty well, the Snowman, Rudolph, and the original Grinch. I'm gonna go. Yeah. Yeah. I can't kill Rudolph. He's so cute. I'm switching it. I got a new one. Oh. Yes. The same says yes. All cartoons confirmed. Uh, Um, Okay. I'm ready. I got mine. Uh, I'm doing it. Okay. God damn it. Uh, What's yours? I'm going to fuck the snowman. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm going to marry the Grinch, live on Mount Crumpet. And I'm sorry, I got to kill Rudolph. But Dang. Rudolph has a thankless life who constantly has to work, being ridiculed, taking advantage of. him from that. I'm doing the humane thing. And I'm going <laughs> to put him, him out of, out of his yeah. misery. Yeah, I'm a married I've always wanted to fly. 
and I think it'd be cool to fly through the night sky. So I am going to fuck Frosty, marry Rudolph, and kill the Grinch. I don't want to. <laughs> I like the Grinch, but in this situation, I'm I've got I can't give up flying. See, well, it's flying a good at a chance. whim, like just being like, hey. Hey, what are you doing? You want to go out? Yeah, let's go. Let's you get go. on his back and just hold the antlers. Yeah, and, and we just go, go around. I would love it. Well, that would be a fun uh, fringe benefit. I want to live on Mount Crumpet. Rudolph Jerky? Yeah, well, I'm about to eat some also, Rudolph Jerky. The ocean Rudolph is like so like classic Rudolph. I can't, I can't kill that poor thing. If it's clay, its head will come off quickly. Sam, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that SMK. Oh, All oh. right. Our last one, another FMK, Clark, we know how I feel. The prime minister in love, actually, who is Hugh Grant. Yes. And Elf. Buddy the Elf. I, oh, well, I know know who I'm killing. So now it's just down to process of elimination here. I am going to go, okay, I've got it. I've got it this time. I'm going wheels off. Okay, you tell me yours, I'll tell you mine. I am, I'm going to fuck Clark, I'm marrying the Prime Minister, and I'm killing Elf. Nice. That's a good lineup. I'm going to go fuck Buddy the Elf, because he would just be, like, so excited. He's too childlike for me. He jumps that trampoline and jumps on the tree. He's, like, six foot. I'm going to marry Clark Griswold. Because I'm gonna, I want to kill the prime minister because I can't live my life constantly being like I love her anyway, despite her size. And I'm like, I'm yeah. regular size. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. old lady, that, that old son. That sucks. He's like, she's jiggly. To change the, <laughs> you're whole, gonna change. I'm him. gonna change it. Yeah. Gonna and change. plus, once you're in power, you can then change the government. Yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, the UK is changed. I'm, it's like a chess game. My <laughs> F and K I'm looking like six moves ahead. <laughs> she's playing forty chess. We can't even fucking keep up. <laughs> We can't even keep up. Oh, that's such a good one. Well, if you liked what you heard here, then you should join us over on Patreon. You can join for free to see what we're up to next or dive into over 500 hours of bonus content like these segments you heard today, plus so much more. And for recent patrons, thank you so much for supporting the show and make sure you stick around after our sign-offs to hear your shout out. You can also head to Sinisterhood.com and click shop on the top banner to check out Sinisterhood merch like t-shirts, mugs, totes, stickers, and even clothes for your kiddos. And for a limited time, orders over $20 on our TikTok shop have free shipping. Some items on TikTok are also uh, on sale for various percentages off, so check that out. Um, And you can also order our Coming soon, I believe, our Full Moon Energy Tour Tee for 2023, as well as some some other last chance items. So keep your eyes peeled at SinisterHood.com and click shop on the top banner. While you're on our website, you can also review the show, follow us on socials, where we also post all sorts of stuff about merch, and check out the episode description for sources used during our research. You'll also find fun things like topic-based playlists and links to live show tickets We do plan on going back on tour in the spring, so we'll be sure to post information on that when it becomes available. Also, we post all over our socials when those things do happen, so make sure you're following us. Oh, and don't forget, patrons get, not only do they get 
pre-sale tickets. So you get the tickets before they're released to the general public for live shows. But you also get uh, 10% off if you're at the Rolling the Airwaves or 20% off all merch all year long. So just for being uh, a member at those tiers, no matter what merch you buy or win, uh, some exclusions may apply for like last chance items. But for the most part, just like the general merch, that's available. And we also have our super secret Patreon store with a Patreon exclusive t-shirt design designed by Yellowish Pencil on Instagram with uh, us is like, we look like little... Uh, creepy witches with our robes on as cartoons. I love it. It's one of my favorite designs. You can also follow us on Instagram and threads at Sinisterhood Pod. Like us on Facebook at Sinisterhood. Check out all those video versions of the episodes on YouTube. Check out our TikTok at Sinisterhood Podcast. And if you want custom video shout outs from the two of us and or McGruff or any of the other weird uh, things in our menagerie, the corn skull, the ranch on a branch, whatever, <laughs> just let us know. We I now have, have a, uh, <laughs> a chair in the backyard that when my family was over yesterday, my brother was out there and go, Sorry, um, some we do our cameos out here, and occasionally we wear costumes as I move an <laughs> arm full of costumes and headwear off a seat. Yeah, we have a, a king's crown, a witch's <laughs> pointed hat, all kinds of stuff. Oh, we I got it. so many witchers, Alien witches bobbles. and wizards hats. <laughs> Just go to cameo.com and search Sinisterhood and tell us what to say and or wear in your custom video shout out. Where are you at, Christy? I'm on Instagram at Christy M. Wallace and TikTok at Christy or GTFO. Heather? Pretty much everywhere at Heather versus the world. As always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for supporting the show on Patreon. Here are your special Patreon shout outs. Penny Boyce. Avery Johnston. Cole and Ashley Frey. Maria W. Tara Latham. Laurie Dietz. M. Mandy. Amy McKeon. Franny McIntyre. Angelina. Kagan Oaks. Taylor Early. Laura. Christy Mannon. Nicole. M. Hensley. Natalie Snodgrass. Ibby1818. Yana. Brianna Lux. Folklorics. And Erica. Thank you all so much for supporting this show. We could not do this without you. We sincerely love and appreciate each and every one of you. We hope you pronounce your names correctly. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep it creepy. Happy New Year! <laughs> Sin-